everyone and welcome back to another episode of Asking for a Friend, the podcast where we try to answer the big and small questions in life. I'm your host Elena and on today's episode we're talking about why salt burn has me feeling all sorts of ways, my pages long to-do list and my Jalulu plans for 2024. But I'm going to keep it short because for this week's main topic, it's getting juicy while my guest Camille and I answer the age-old question, how do I stop obsessing over a man? But before we do... Let's get into our first segment and let's dive right in. You guys, how are we feeling? I really, really want to keep this intro short today because I want to get straight into the episode because it's a good one. And I know I say this about all of the episodes that I do, but I had so much fun recording with Camille. We recorded in December. I went to Amsterdam for that, which by the way, I don't think I have mentioned it yet on the podcast. Maybe I have, but Amsterdam has a special place in my heart and I just love being there. So any excuse I can get to go there, I will. And for this one, I met up with Camille. We recorded in a hotel room, which was a first for me too. I was usually doing either I'm in my own bedroom, wherever I'm in the world, or I am in studio. But this time we recorded in a hotel room, which was which was so fun. It Seriously, you will when you hear this episode, you will get that Camille and I have like a really special bond even though we we only have seen each other like twice. But we will get into that. As I said, I'm going to keep my intro short because I really want to jump into this, but I had one thing I really wanted to talk about. The first one is why is everyone sick right now? Like I feel everyone around me is either getting sick, has been sick, is passing it along. I also have a like a scratch in my throat for like a week now. I'm not sick. It's really just like a dry cough, but it drives me absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. But you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to mope about it because this year I'm really excited for this year. I have so many plans. My and that's what I want to get into first before I get into some other things. I want to get into my plans first. So basically, I have I am going to Hamburg in a week and so I have decided I want to rent a meeting room with a big old whiteboard and really just map out my year 2024 business and private life. Mainly business, of course, because private life, you cannot really plan all of that. But I heard, and I heard that what that's what billionaires do. They know, they don't plan. What is wrong with my voice today? Jesus. It's the cuff. I promise it's the cuff. Like that, it's freaking me out. But so basically what billionaires apparently do is they don't plan for like a year. So like 12 months, they only ever plan for like 90 days. And I think there's even a book that's called like the 90 day year or something. And I want to try this. I want to try planning per quarter. So I'm going to plan Q1 to 4, but basically mainly going into Q1 in Hamburg when I am in, in that room with the whiteboard. So that is on my agenda. And when it comes to planning this, I have so many ideas and usually they they tend to excite me and then at some point they overwhelm me because I don't know how to do this all by myself. But I know that I can get it done. And that's the thing. That's where mindset comes in, you guys. When you get excited about something, don't immediately think that you, you're you going to do this all at the same time, but just take it slow. I know this. if you're like me and you're an impatient little little cutie, then <laughs> that is not, not easy to just take it slow and just, you know, like, do one thing after another, but it it really pays off. So to get into some of my goals, because you already know, I'm not a big resolutions fan, but to get into some of my goals, one of my goals is I want to get this podcast, like get really cool guests on here. So I have a whole list of people that I want to request. Another thing is I want to get people to sponsor the podcast. So that's another thing that I have on my agenda. When it comes to my business, I wanted to really do a retreat last year and it was just not in the cards. It was just things didn't go as planned. So this year, I do want to do a retreat. I had this circle program, which is called Moon Babes, and the girls that are in there, we are still in contact. We still have a WhatsApp group and I would love to do a Moon Babes retreat. And so that is on my agenda. And these are also what I would do first is I'm going to go onto my whiteboard and write down all these ideas and then put tangible steps next to it. And just to really figure out, okay, what, what is it that I need to do for it? What do I need to go through? Which steps? 
to get through my desire to my desired result. And I'm like now really thinking of it. I don't know if you guys are planners. I'm a creative, but I also I am obsessed with planning. And that comes that segues right into I feel like I use the word segue a lot, which um which is fun because whenever I do I say segue, I think of of the like the vehicle, you know, like the segue, <laughs> like the weird things that tourists ride through like cities through. Also, by the way, I'm trying to say like less. I sound like a valley girl when I do that. So I try to limit the likes in my the likes in my sentences. But what I wanted to segue into is my pages long to-do list. And I stopped calling it to-do list. And I think I went into this before on the episode with Micah. We called it a wanna-do list because it it sounds less like a chore. It sounds more like a side. I used to call them side quests as well, like adventure plan or like side quest because it's just, it's more fun and you're more inclined to do it. But basically my wanna-do list now is ginormous. And that's because I write down every single teeny tiny to-do, wanna-do, however you want to call it, on there because I'm so afraid I will forget. So sometimes in the middle of the night, like let's say I go to bed at like 12 and then I will lie awake or I will try to fall asleep and then a thought hits me and I'm like, that needs to go on my wanna-do list. And so now I'm not kidding you. If I look at my list right now, they're probably like... 60. There are 60, like 60 things that I have to check off. And there I go from, okay, like look for sponsors to creating a type form, checking in with clients, notify the, like sending um, a message to the winners of the giveaway. By the way, there was a giveaway in December. It was so fun. It was so good. And the, the winners are all people that that I haven't worked with yet. No, that's not true. There's one person I've worked with before um, and two people who I haven't worked with before. And so that is really exciting. So I'm really excited for 2024. But what also comes in the way for me is my own imposter syndrome. And yes, now you might think to yourself, oh, Elena, but you're a coach. Why do you have imposter syndrome? It doesn't discriminate. And even though I have the tools, doesn't mean I have my imposter syndrome in check all of the time. So new years always come with these kind of expectations of what do you want to do with the year? What goals do you want to reach? So it's like all these expectations that basically you just set for yourself. You just set them for yourself. But at this year, I want to do something different. I want to be more mindful with my time, be more mindful how much I let my imposter in, my inner critic in. And I will get into how we decipher the inner critic in another episode quickly. But basically, my goals this year for the podcast, for my business are huge and I'm excited. I'm excited and excitement means passion, means it's a good mindset with which you go in there. And with the good mindset, that is all that can help you sometimes to really deal with your imposter and with the anxiety that I still get sometimes. But you know, really well, just human. One thing I want to talk about very briefly, and I feel like I should have done this at the beginning of this episode, but have you guys seen Saltburn? Saltburn is a movie that was in theaters last year uh, with Jacob Elordi and Barry Keoghan. Um, who else is in there? Uh, Rosamund Pike, uh, Carrie Mulligan. So it's a really, really great cast. And I didn't see it in theaters because they didn't show it around here where I am right now. So I had to wait for it to come out on Amazon Prime. It's a psychological thriller. And at the beginning, so I really wanted to watch it because one of my friends, Will, is in there. Will and I went to... Um, an acting class together. We did the acting intensive in London last February, March. And we had a couple of scenes together in the short movie that we filmed. And so when I heard that he was going to be an ex, not an extra, he actually had a speaking role too. So when I heard he had a role in Saltburn, that was one of the reasons I said, I have to watch this. I have to watch this to support my friend. And I saw when I saw him, it's, it's so crazy, right? Whenever you know someone and you had like personal, like direct contact with them and you see them in something that you're excited about, you're like, oh my God, that's my friend. That's my friend over there. I felt that way. I felt that way and I was so proud of him. And he's he's just such a ray of sunshine. He's just such a golden retriever. And I will, if you listen to this, I miss you dearly and I cannot wait to meet up again. But basically he was in there and so I decided to watch it. You guys, 
I, a friend of mine messaged me this as well. He's like, I don't think I can take a bath ever again in my life. And to get this reference, please watch the movie. I don't want to spoil it. But basically, it's such a visually aesthetic movie. Also, Barry Keoghan, I, it's an, it's a performance that's just insanely good because he, he's just so intense. But then he plays his role, like he switches from, from this one character into just like his eyes suddenly change and then his whole demeanor changes. And that's just such a great form of acting where it, it just takes you on a ride. You know, when you watch movies that are not well made or where the actors are maybe not as connected with their roles, you can see that you don't buy it. You don't, you don't believe them. But with Barry Keoghan, Jacob Elordi, I, before I wasn't a huge, like, Jacob Elordi, I was like, yeah, he's fine. I liked him in Euphoria. He played a, an absolute dick as a person there. But I was like, yeah, he's cool. But after this, I loved it. I loved it. It was deeply disturbing. There is so many. It, it's such a horny movie. It's a horny movie, but in a weird way, in like a very psychotic way. And basically to give you Saltburn in like a couple of words, it's castles, elite society, Oxford, pools, unhinged parties, and death. <laughs> so uh do with that what you will but definitely that movie stayed with me for such a long time and if you are a film fanatic if you are into into like great directing please watch it it's such a great movie such a great movie and again cannot praise barry keoghan enough as oliver quick like he plays this oh, just so good so um yeah but as you can see it, it still stayed with me and um, this is my absolute demise is always like leading over to my guest. I think we should cap it here. I really want to get into this interview with Camille because it's so good. So without further ado, let's go. All right, everyone. I'm so happy to introduce my guest for today's episode. He's a professional leadership coach, global inclusivity board member for Soul House, and also, like he says himself, he's navigating life through positive energy, which he believes is the connective tissue which brings family, friends, and business relationships together. We met, how I meet a lot of people nowadays, in a cafe in Amsterdam. And today we're going to answer the question, how do I stop obsessing over a man? Welcome to Asking for a Friend, Camille John. Hi, thank you. Thank Hello. you so much. <laughs> so good to have, so good to join you. So good to be here with you outside of a cafe. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this is only the second time we met in real life. In real life. Because um, for, for the listeners out there, um, we basically went to the same cafe. <laughs> not together. We just, and I was, at, I think I was at the counter. Yes. And I was just, counter. I was ordering my matcha latte. Yes. And I'm, a, and I'm a regular local there, so I was speaking to to the staff. Exactly. And we were just chatting around. And then we just got to talk. Yes. yes and we then did. we were both like, I'm a coach. I'm a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we met like this. And it, it was the funniest thing ever. And then we wanted to meet up when I came back to Amsterdam. Yes. And uh, we have been sitting here for probably close to an hour now, too. Just just catching up, just yes. chatting. Like literally like two old friends who haven't <sighs> seen each other in ages. I love that. <laughs> and I feel like that's my favorite part of when I meet people yes. in an environment and it's just so natural. Yes, it's and very it natural. It's so natural. So that's that's beautiful. But before <laughs> we get into a huge tangent here, because I feel like we could just talk about ourselves. Of course. <laughs> Not in vain, obviously, <laughs> obviously uh, forever. Mm -hmm. But Camille, I asked you, I sent you two questions. Um, yes, you did. The first one. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. Right. The first one being, Camille, who's your celebrity hall pass? <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, you know what? It's, it's probably the first time I will actually say it out <gasps> loud in my head. But my celebrity hall pass would be Hugh Jackman. Did you hear the newest gossip? I've heard the gossip. No. I've heard <laughs> the gossip. I just and found out about it yesterday. I mean, I almost put a call into him. <laughs> You're like, and said, Hugh, I mean, honest Anthony, to God, mm. let's have a conversation here. I mean, honest to God. I mean, no, it, it's, it's Hugh. You know what it is? It's because he not only appears to be such a genuinely nice human being. I agree. From... 
people who I have known and, and met with around the world yeah. who know of him, they all say that he actually really is just a genuinely nice guy. That's so nice to you hear know? because sometimes you think people are nice and then like people who have actually and I, I have met my fair share of celebrities yes, in my work at, yes. um, in the fashion industry and there are thank God the majority are really really down to earth and really yes. cool but I have come across my one or two divas yes. and I'm not saying just female yes oh, oh yeah. my God oh yeah oh, but yeah. you know what like I'm actually when I heard the news I was like that's actually really nice yes news. yeah yeah it's nice news and and, you know. and not as surprising no no <laughs> i love your celebrity hall pass thank you very okay, much wait. thank you wait i think it was wolverine that did it for me to be honest <laughs> did you did you read my mind did you read my mind because it's, my question would have been like what hugh jackman oh yeah <laughs> it was honestly it was wolverine because i think because what i saw yeah was this epitome of strength controlled rage everything however coupled with such a soft kind-hearted human being i you know i i have quite a few friends in the film industry yeah. and and very close people in my life who are actors yeah. so i have been very privileged to watch them in roles and when they're out of character or when they're idling in a character between filming sets you know and yes. i think it's i i am fascinated by how they are able to to do this. So I, I think I've always had a bit of a soft spot for, for actors, right? Yes. But Hugh Jackman, I got a really big soft spot. <laughs> but also what killed me was the greatest showman. I like whenever like I watched it on the on my flight back right. from I went to a wedding in, in May in in New York. And on my flight back I was like, you know what? Yeah. I can't watch the greatest showman again. Yeah. I was bawling my eyes yes. out. It's like the lady next to me, like at one point. Yeah. I think she wanted to hand me like a tissue, but I already had like some of my own. I was just like, I don't care. This is so. And then I always get. And I think I always cry like at the first song too. Yeah. It's it's yeah. such it's such a good He's movie. Magnificent. He's and also when you see, have you ever seen the videos of him rehearsing? Yes, I have. I have. He's incredible. He is incredible, and also he's also a cancer survivor. Oh, that's true. He's a cancer survivor. I forgot so about I, that. I, and I can connect to that. And so for me, it's this, it's even more of a, of a, of a connection to him because I, yes. I, he absolutely just remained so dignified yeah. in everything. And I just, yeah, he's my hall pass. Oh, I love that. <laughs> as much as I want to get into the queer eye drama though. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to. No. tackle that today no. that's for another episode. another episode so you have to come back now of course um, sorry no problem <laughs> invitation has been received amazing <laughs> all right question right. number two what is an unpopular opinion you have i have Ooh. high hopes now because right. i loved your celebrity hall right you know, you know something my so i can be my unpopular opinion actually sits around um black history month interesting yes Tell me. yes i so I do a lot of work, as you know, in, in consulting and leadership and whatnot. And I, I, you know, I've always felt that, you know, come on, we're at the back end of 2023, approaching 24 now. Yeah. And we should be in a position where when it comes to things like Black History Month, that we are, it's not necessarily so entwined into one month where many organizations seem to just show up on the first of one month and on the 30th of the month. And then that's it. And that's it. That's it. And furthermore... I would like us to move into a position where we are actually speaking about it from a position of, say, Black Excellence Month, Black Achievement Month, Black Involvement Month. Because if you work for a company for 15 years and every single month, sorry, every single year, it's Black History Month and all you're hearing about is just history. Exactly. You will never, ever understand where we are now. You will yeah. always see me or my my ancestors in a, in a historical yeah. past, which, which quite often comes from a place of pain. Yeah. Where... Actually, where we are today, movers, shakers, tech giants, oh my God, CEOs, yes. you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're not what our previous circumstance was. Like, excellence might make so, so right, much more sense. Right. And, and I, and I can, and I have people, I've often sort of, I've been labeled a bit unpopular for that because <laughs> I think people think that if, if you're speaking, if you change the word from history, that you're negating it, you're not. Mm. There's a place for it in a month, but we should also be thinking, there's more to talk about. That's just, yeah, I've become very unpopular for that, but oh well. <laughs> I agree with you on popular opinion because on, on like, even when we talk about the word itself, mm. right? Excellence doesn't exclude history. No, History excludes like what happens today. Thank I mean, we're much. making history right now, yes. right? Like 
there are so many black people making history right, right now. now. But still, excellence encapsulates it in such a different way. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Let's I'm happy. Petition. I'm happy to be unpopular. Petition. We're going <laughs> to... Petition is going to be signed. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love that. Yes. I really love that. Uh, and it's, it's, there's, has always been this thing that irks me is like with all marginalized groups. Yes. And especially like, um, we have a women's day. Women's day. International women's day. We have a black history month. month. We have the pride month. Month. Yeah. Those are not topics no. that are, that should be just comprised to, a certain amount of time right it's it's human right and like, why isn't it happening in different times of the year exactly. why why are we not having conversations in may why are we not having yeah. promoting something in september why is this always to be so particular exactly and this is the, this is the, the the challenge i think yes. we face and i'm okay with being unpopular about it thank you so much for this you're so welcome camille yeah. you know what topic we're going to talk about today <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> how do i stop obsessing over a man and i want to I want to preface this. Okay. I named this episode like this because mm -hmm. it's catchy. Let's be honest. It's catchy, yeah. But we're not excluding any other partners. So this is not just about men. It's nope. about how do I stop obsessing over a partner. A partner. And yes. in preparation for this. Right. Okay. I did a little poll on my Instagram story. Oh, did you? Okay. I'm interested to hear. And I want to ask you the questions right now, if oh, you're okay with this. Okay. Okay. Let me just <laughs> prepare myself. And after that, I'm going to tell you how many people, like, how many percent were, like, for. it's always, like, okay. polls. It's always, like, okay. one or the other. So, Camille, do you have a crush right now <laughs> <laughs> on Hugh Jackman? On Hugh Jackman. No, at the moment, I do not have a crush. Okay. That is Okay. Have you ever had a crush on someone? Yes. Perfect. This is the only qualification you need for this quiz. <laughs> okay. Have you ever looked them up on Instagram and scrolled way down yes, their feet? Perfect. Down to, down to the first picture and everything, of course. That, <laughs> I'm in a minute. Yeah. Have you ever been like scared to like something accidentally, like from 2011? <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah. laughs> Actually, be funny, funny you say that because I know. I think I have liked things, but didn't realize it was from 2011. <laughs> I think I've just liked it. <laughs> Thinking it was from last week. <laughs> but I have liked it, right? Yes. Yes. But that's okay. Right. We we open here. So, yes. yes. Uh, by the way, 100% of people who took place in the poll said yes. Said okay. They did. Okay, good. Yes. Right. Because the, the other option was couldn't be me. <laughs> and like, uh, no one said being that. honest and genuine. Exactly. Right. Because I believe I if anyone that. says no, I think they're just being dishonest. I know. <laughs> Or they don't have Instagram. Right. 100% people. <laughs> okay. Second one was, have you ever Googled their name or Google image searched their name? No. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, not even for, for like to, to see their LinkedIn. No. Yes, I have. Yes. Oh my God. I have a story for that. Yes, I have. On like, on like LinkedIn. I'm going to make like, mm -hmm. a, I'm going to put a bookmark in this right. here. I'm going to. Yes. Because you see different elements to the person, you know, because we all yes. know that, okay, what we see on Instagram, there's many arguments around, okay, what's real, what's not, etc. Yes. But if you look on Google, if you look on LinkedIn, look, certain things, you see the person perhaps in a different light. But unpopular opinion. Mm. LinkedIn has become such mm. a platform where it's like you can write anything as your occupation. It's yes. like, I'm chief product manager of like, uh, excellency or whatever. Right. It's like, what the fuck is that? So I, have, like, eh. I tell you, I have not <laughs> seen so many quote unquote head of this, head of I that. Know. And I and, and I think sometimes, are you kidding me? Yeah, you're like, not head of anything. Head of what? Like head of, of what? Head, uh, head of, of washing dishes at home. <laughs> I mean, honest to God. <laughs> head of putting the kids to sleep at night. Yes. It's just a lot. Couldn't yeah. be me. <laughs> 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 Sorry, mom. Honestly, <laughs> no kids yet. You're right. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, yeah. No, of course, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm not it's ashamed. Also, seventy-eight percent said I have. Mm -hmm. Only twenty-two percent said no. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not everyone is as crazy as we are. No, so it's fine. That's okay. One day. Yes, we can hope. Hey. <laughs> okay. Have you ever canceled your plans with friends last minute so you had time to meet up with your crush? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know? Do you not want to know the few? Like oh, how many times has that goldfish died? <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, so I'm going to tell you what my answer uh, options were, yeah. okay? The one was, mm, that might have happened. Mm -hmm. And the second was, no, my friends come first. Take <laughs> a wild guess at the percentage. 
I say 80 to 20. No. 47% said that might have happened and 53 said no. Wow. My friends come first. Right. And you know what? Nowadays, mm-hmm. I'm I would be on that 53% yes. in the past. Yes. Me too. God, I Definitely was... me too. My friends come my friends absolutely would come first. I would not cancel my friend's plans no. to, to see a question. No, I would not. No. no, especially not last minute. No, because no. That, that was the younger, more sillier me. Exactly. <laughs> if that person hits you up right, uh, like 10 minutes or like even an hour before you meet up with your friends, no. don't. No. They could have made plans in advance. We're going to get to that in yes. a sec. But okay. Have you ever been in a horrible mood when they don't text you back immediately? Mm, I, yeah, I think I think when I was... Yeah, yeah. But I think it's probably during during a time when, you know, you're not perhaps made that, you know, stable and stuff. Tell me yourself. how old you were, please, because I, f- I already f- know, like, <clears throat> yeah, please tell me. How old were you? It was a that- moment ago, hon. I mean, okay. No, because, like, happened- I'm going to tell you why. Because for me, that happened this year. Yeah. And I, I'm not proud of it. No, it, it didn't happen this year to me, but definitely <laughs> has happened within the past few years. Okay. Definitely. And, and of course, when I was younger as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So... 70% said guilty. 30% said, nah, they'll text when I text and I'm good. Go. I'm under the 70%. Yeah. And this is on anxious attachment style, right. uh, which That's I'm working now. on. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, it's so funny right. because everyone could relate. Yes, of course. And I even got messages afterwards, which is like, oh my God, like now I don't care. But <laughs> when I was like, even like a few years ago, like right. I, and it's it's so crazy. Why do we get like this? Like we wait for them to text us, even mm. though we know it's mm. like nothing changes if they don't. Like right. your life is gonna keep on going. Right. But um, yeah. But one more thing I wanted to share with you because sure. I asked on the story as well. Like, what was the craziest thing a friend or you did when they had a crush? And w- my favorite one was, I saw that he said yes to a Facebook like event. And, oh, my God, coincidentally, I was there as well. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, I don't, I've, I mean, I may have done this when I was younger. I mean, right. I grew up in a small town. So, right. like, you would always go to the same, like, school parties. Right. I don't think I would do this now. No. No. But like, it's like, oh, my God, are you here? And it also depends. Right. Is that a crush that is, like, they don't even know about you? Or is it a crush that you kind of sort of like you're friends with mm. or you've been seeing. Yes. You know, it always depends. It does. And and the behavior can, you know, go up and down depending yes. on, yeah, what that what that connection really, really is. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I wanted to do this first because <laughs> okay. it kind of shows the obsession that we sometimes can get into. Right. It's like we want to know more about the person. Mm. And also, like, why do you think we become so obsessed with people that we need to find out every single detail about them? Mm. Oh, how much? OK. How much time do I have? Well, is it too early for wine? <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> kidding. Uh, do you have alcohol free <laughs> wine? Because uh, I stopped drinking that alcohol. I tell you. Um, OK, so I think I think. So, you know, why do we become so obsessed? Yeah. Uh, this is just my opinion. And I, I I do think there's an element of that inner child curiosity that we yeah. all have. I think that we, we deep inside of all of us, we have those creative, sorry, not creative, the um curious minds. Yeah. So curiosity can often get the better of us because when we're curious and the more we find out, the more we know, the more curious we become and, oh, it, and yes. it becomes a pattern, right? Yeah. Now, if you attach that to... An individual. I think the reason why many people become obsessed with a partner mm-hmm. is not because of the actual person. No. It is the experience that they are having. Is is you know is is it is well is it because the sex is great? Let's be honest. Is it because the the uh, how they smell, how they make you, how they maybe when they touch you a certain way you feel protected? Is is it because it it speaks to a issue or an underlying, you know? Something that you're maybe battling with all your life, and that's the that's the remedy. Do you know, or like something that came from something that your parents didn't give you, right? And right. we like to call it mommy and daddy issues. I have it's a problem with trauma. that. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. It's Thank called you. Trauma. And I have a problem with this this whole mommy issue, daddy yes. issue thing yes. because that's like it. It. I think it has become such like a like a buzzword. It has. People's like, mm, it it's has. my daddy issues. It's my mommy yeah, issues. It, like, yeah. Mm, 
No, mm, it's no, my it's issue. your trauma. And yeah. then I think that's when we haven't dealt with it. Right. It translates into attachment style, right? Of course. And I mean, when we get obsessed, mm-hmm. that most likely is yes. anxious attachment style. And also to who are you connecting yourself to? Yes. It, you know, what is it that is forcing you to be obsessed with this individual? Are you giving them permission, perhaps, to do things that trigger that obsession? Because quite often people find themselves in very unhealthy relationships and it's yes. a two-way street. One is the one is the enabler, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, so so this is what happens. One's the pacifier. And and you you can find yourself in this tennis match where you behave a certain way and then I'm gonna do this and you and that's how it goes. And that's so, when so unhealthy. Ends, that's the obsession. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't believe that the obsession happens after. I think the yeah. obsession happens usually within. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see like we, we it's kind of also like predicting trying to predict what the other person's gonna do. So yeah. that's the obsession as well. Yes. It's, it's a sort of control. Yes. We want to ha- we want to be able to control the situation. Yes. And that also where the obsession comes from because it happens in our mind. Right. And it's like, oh, our like imagination is running wild. Yes. And speaking from personal experience, mm. like I had these moments yes. in, in like Ever, like a it wasn't a situation it wasn't a relationship it was like i was seeing someone right and at at the beginning it was all green flags mm. it was like oh my god like it was like tick 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 and then i could feel myself getting anxious all the time and it right. would trigger a lot of my things that i thought i had dealt with i ha- mm. thought i had healed in myself yes. even so much so that my friends then came to me and they're like you haven't been this anxious in years right. and at the same time I was like but that person is like showing all of these 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 signs like it, it's that person is bringing everything with them that i want out of a relationship right and i was like like there were so many red flags do you know this thing like, <laughs> um there were so many red flags. Yeah, I thought it was a circus. <laughs> so, right. And I was like, I didn't want to see it. And that no. is another thing, I think. We don't see the obsession until we either resolved it mm-hmm. or it ended. And right. I only saw the the obsession after it ended. And it wasn't like, a, like an unhealthy obsession. Yes. Like, But I could see that my mood depended on whether or not that person was texting me back. Yes. And from the anxious attachments that, that I know comes from my trauma. Right. It's. I became so hypervigilant about mm. how the person reacts and when the mood shifts. Mm-hmm. You become a mood reader. Yes, you do. Yes, and like, you do. it's like, oh, that person used a full stop here. Yeah. They never did that. They never did that. Also in, in the UK, like in, yeah. in Germany, we don't really use the X. Right. But then when it like you start texting yeah. with someone there and that's like they put the X yes. and then they stop doing that. And the then X. they stop doing it. And I was like, well, <laughs> And you think something's like, going on. <laughs> They're off. <laughs> Why did you do that? And then you try in your mm. brain, you try to mull it over and you're like, right. something's wrong. I need yes. you to change this. Yes. Then again, once you come back to yourself, once you come back into a balanced state of mind, yes. you realize your life is not going to end if that person's not going to text you back. No. And also that your life is going to continue and you just have to come back to earth because in that moment, once you're obsessed with someone, yes. it becomes all about them. Yes. But they're not making you happy. The like- obsession is extremely unhealthy. And the reason why I say it is unhealthy is because I think it is important to have a healthy balance in everything, right? Yes. But when you are in a position where you have become obsessed, it has that means you are at a place where something has consumed you mm-hmm. and that you are no longer relevant. And everyone and yes. everything of this situation is before you. You've given up all elements of healthy selfishness. You've given up putting yourself first in any scenario. You will bend over backwards. You will run around the world twice with a blindfold on for this individual. Yeah. So I think it's there is a lot of conversation that one must have with themselves to figure out why am I behaving this way and why clearly my obsession yeah. is affecting the other person. Yes. Right? Because it it will cripple a relationship. You 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 cannot behave in an obsessive manner and expect someone to dance with you. Yeah. It's not going to happen. That is true. It's not going to happen. What I think comes into the into this equation as well is sometimes we keep our obsession to ourselves. Yep. And then 
it's basically you try to adapt to that other person. So you don't want to be like, I mean, a lot of us are really reflective individuals nowadays, right? Because right. this whole self-help t- uh, topic, this yep. whole mental health topic, mm-hmm. we've become so like literate with with this knowledge about mm-hmm. our attachment styles and all of that, mm-hmm. that we intellectualize it. Yes. So in the moment where we are obsessed, we already mulling over, oh my God, I am obsessed. Like, what can I do to not do it? Right. Then we overanalyze anything else, everything else that happens. Right. But what sometimes happens and what definitely happened in my place, like mm-hmm. I try to monitor myself okay, and not act in the way that I wanted to. So mm. not to show it. So I was still being like my person, right. but I was battling in my mind. Right. And whenever Noah was there, that's when it all came out. Yes. And that wasn't healthy. That no. was not healthy at all. But then to be told mm-hmm. by the other person mm-hmm. who had an avoidant attachment style right, turned right, out, right. Um, then to turn it around, put it on me, being like he yeah. was, ad- he was just adapting to my style of yes. texting to my. I'm not a texter, Camille. Right. Or you can ask my friends. Sometimes I would text them back in like a week, yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> I was just too overwhelmed to text you back before this. So whenever I I get to know someone, yes. I I don't need to have contact with them 24 seven. No. Once you are being texted, you don't want to be rude and not no, respond. No. So, but then to have this like back, and that's what kind of did the trick on me as well. When mm-hmm. the end, I was like. <gasps> I was questioning myself, did I, did, did, did I just like force that person to be more communicative? Like, did mm. I want too much? And I'm like, Mm-mm. no. And that's why the gaslight. No, that's and the that's gaslighting. All gaslighting. No, because this is why it's so important that when you, when you do get together with someone, it's very important in the very early stages to set two things, boundaries and yeah, boundaries and to yeah. set the tone of the relationship. Yeah. You need to understand that you have a responsibility to teach someone how you want to be loved, how you want to be communicated to. If I danced with you for 20 years and you were my dance partner, which I'd love to dance with you. Oh if, you're my, <laughs> if you're my dance partner for 20 years and suddenly you've broken your foot and I now have to dance with someone else. I'm automatically going to go in dancing the way in which I know to dance with you. I have a but question, I have to though. learn to dance with how this person to create yes. our own rhythm. Yes. Right? Question though, when is too early? Because that's mm. the thing. Mm. Because with this, I full heartedly agree. Yep. I'm yep. all on communicating your boundaries or like right. your, your, your wishes yes. and how you want to be communicated with. Yes. What I found though, and I've mm-hmm. heard this from a lot of my, especially girlfriends. Right. That it's, they want to communicate openly, vulnerably. Yes. And then it's being, they fear Mm -hmm. that they're being too direct. Right. And that then the person's going to run away. And I'm saying Mm -hmm. my girlfriends because (laughs) I don't know why, but it like the only people I talk to about this issue are hetero couples. Right. Hetero people. Right. I, with my queer friends. Right. It, it all yeah. is like pretty open. Most I of think the time. in general, this is this is my rule of thumb with it. Yes. It doesn't have to be number one a big huge conversation. Thank you. And I think that's what people do. They Agreed. get themselves wound up like tonight to talk. at dinner. I'm <laughs> going to tell her. I'm going to tell him. Oh my goodness! You know, this is about feeling off of each other. There may be moments where communication doesn't have to be verbal. Yeah. It may be, it may be physical. It may be touch. Maybe the way you look at someone, the way, the way you agree on something. There's, yeah. you start to build a rhythm. That's, yes. what, that's, that's the whole essence of building a relationship effectively. So you don't become this obsessive person because the problem is when you become obsessed, you remain obsessed because you've lost yourself. You've yes. lost yourself in the relationship. So when you now start to try to find yourself, you feel that you are now taking your eye off the other person. Do you think dating apps hmm. have contributed to this obsessive side of us? Because you want to hear something? I've never been on. Oh, bless you! I have been don't. On, I have been on one Camille, dating app on in my life. Side. I'm willing to go Which on record. One? I have been on one dating app in my life. It was years ago. I think this was this would have been let's see nine nine years ago. Almost yeah, almost ten. And it was a website called Plenty of Fish at the time. Yeah, that that far back. And I was in London. No, no, and my I'm not friends, even. Like, I'm looking. I'm, I was. I was thinking if, <laughs> if I actually if I know it, but I do know it. Never been on yeah, it. Yeah, and my friends in London were like, "Okay, Camille, 
you've been single for a while. Uh, you know, when we go out, you know, you're not talking to guys are looking at you. They're saying hi to you. And you're just blanking them. We need to. And I was we were in Starbucks. I'll never forget in Chiswick, London. And they went <laughs> open up this and we went on there. I'm like, I, they created a profile for me. I'm like, guys, please, like, let's just go for fun. I lasted six days, girl. I had two I dates. You. And I thought you need to get you need to get me off this thing. It, it's just not. And I don't I don't have any, you know, you know, issue with anyone who is on these apps. But for me, it's just my path was just never that. And um, because I think some of these apps, people can just become so, so involved where I, I, the other day um, I was out with some friends and they're on Grindr, etc. And I, I asked the question. What are all these acronyms? This is a different language for me now. I, I mean, so I... Okay, wait, because obviously, like, I've never been on Grinder. <laughs> I, I didn't know what are these little words mean this, and this means this, and this means that, and this means... What other I'm, words? I'm, who's a dom... dom t- so you're a dominant oh, top, you're, you are this, and I'm thinking, oh Lord have mercy, this is a new language. You're like, nope, If thanks. I have to get into this dating scene, what is going to happen to me? Uh, and, and because I'm a former athlete, I, on my, on my WhatsApp one day... I put, um, you know, you can put like your profile picture. You can yes. also put a little saying, right? Yes, the status. And I put a diamond because I love the diamond Don't league. tell me. Don't tell me that is a, as a sign for something. Right? No. Girl. What? It means you're ready. You ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> it means you're you're willing to get paid. for. <laughs> and here I am. I'm like diamond league. It's the biggest yes, athletic exactly. thing in the world throughout the year. And I'm, I'm a supporter of it. So, yeah. And my friends are like, ooh, hmm. You up for the pay? No, fuck. Yeah, girl, you up for the money? I'm like, what are you talking about? But you know what? That that's 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 also <laughs> what I don't get. Like TikTok teaches me things, though. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm. That's what I didn't. No one knows. I'm yes. not gonna put. Not gonna put a diamond, a diamond? into my. Because apparently, apparently, Camille selling his stuff. <laughs> Camille, have you started OnlyFans yet? Um, no, but um, because I recently found out, like that. You know what pineapple stands for? No. <laughs> basically, basically, it's like pineapples is that if you swing. What? <laughs> and that's like the thing. It's oh I, lord! It's like least muscle. I know, I'm like I'm like what the hell, guys? When do you guys come up with this? Like this I is. I don't understand. I mean, you know the the peach and the the yes, eggplant. Yes, shit. all that. That's it. that I understand. We understand. We that. understand that. Stuff. And I mean, like there's like I'm I turn 32 next right, year, but like, right. I'm not old. And no. I'm like. I don't know that shit. Neither do I. And I'm 50 years young and I'm not old and I have no idea. I think what's going to happen in the next 20 years? Like, how is this going? This language uh, that I have no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understand how things evolve, but so quickly I know. that I can see how people just find themselves in these scenarios. And yeah. that's part of the obsession as well. They get yeah. obsessed with it and it becomes their narrative, right? I agree. And also with the stay off the apps. I haven't yeah. touched them in like, I think, yeah. you know what? I have these these moments in between where I'm like, you know, mm, right. let's just, let's just, let's just right. take a cheeky yes. peek. Right. <laughs> What's nothing new. <laughs> no, you nothing know, new. I mean, I'm and then you're like, in my mm. life now where I think I, after the year I've had and the year that I'd like to have next year, I, I would like to, to experience, um, a partnership. I would like to experience dating. I would like to experience Same. something from, I, I, yes. And, and I think it's a beautiful thing, but I, I would like to experience it in a very sort of organic, way yes. i i don't i don't feel i need to have to because i think when you're on these apps there's this pressure that you have yeah. to check this message and check that message and, and what's what am i updating and am i competing with people camille john does That's not a- compete with anyone oh, i was a fact, former sports yes. person i've competed back then i if i have to compete i can and i will win yes but i am not here to compete with anyone you know what i always also <laughs> say when i'm dating people i'm like you're not competing with other men no. you're competing with my solitude That's it. you're competing with me being with myself yes. because I'm a fucking hilarious person. Like, I love to spend time with That's myself. Right. And there's this other saying like, do you know Serena Kerrigan? Why does that name self Um, yeah. She's um, like, she's a content creator as well. She's also fashion. She said something the other day on a podcast. She said, I wasn't looking for a boyfriend. Mm. I was looking for a partner. Yes. And that's the thing. I feel yeah. like the people you come, become obsessed with, yes. that is boyfriend it's material. It's boyfriend material. It's or boyfriend, partner material. girlfriend material, all yes. this nonsense. It, you it's want a, a partner. partner. I yes. want someone who's going to show up for me yeah. in the way I will show up for them. And every That's time, yeah. And every time someone behaves in a way yes. where I'm like, that is not respectful. Like, I'm yeah. like, my future husband would never do that. Right. I'm the same way. 
And also, and I also know, <laughs> speaking of a future husband, I also know I am that husband material. And I know yes. that. So I'm I'm confident enough in my game where I know that I do not have to compete. I do not need to place myself in a position where I'm obsessed, quote unquote. I am I am I am well. I'm good. Yeah. And and I know that my person will find me. And that's also <laughs> why I love turning 30. Mm. Because of my 20s. Yes. Oh, good Lord. I was right. all over the place. Right. And everyone thinks you have to have it figured out in your 20s. And yes. I talked about on this podcast, I talked a lot mm. about the timeline. That's mm. like, like, like you know, this elusive timeline that we all have. Right. Bullshit. Right. Um, that part. Mm. And, then, and then I realized I'm like, when I turn 30 and I saw the people around me yeah. and I just had a talk with someone the other day. We haven't seen each other in probably 10 or more years. Right. And she just got out of her marriage okay and she has a kid yep and she's like elena right now i get to live again because oh. in that relationship my partner even told me it's like yeah what do you expect what more is coming now it's like as if oh. life after marriage oh. and kids is over it's like it's... when i have so many examples of people who yes. are married and in relationships and have yes. kids and life is not over. It, how could it possibly how could it be, be over? over? But like some people, they fall into a trot. And I think the obsession, like coming back to that topic, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people think like, oh, I have to find my person now. And like they cling on to yes. this person. By the way, I know this is very they off take topic right now. That's what they do. <gasps> you know, Florence, they take you know Florence Given? Yes. She, when she said, yes, don't take the crumbs. You're, you're the goddamn cake. Yes. Yes. Facts. You take crumbs. If you and, you and what people do who are obsessive is they give the entire cake. But yet they will receive breadcrumbs and crumbs. be happy with just those crumbs. Yes, because and it's like, no. oh, a little bit. No. no, you deserve everything. No. And if you feel like you have to ask oh. for someone to pay you respect, to treat you right, to give like, Ooh. and you know, the bar's in fucking hell. We know that. Listen. We know that. But, but no, I agree. I agree. Yes. It's like you show the people around you how you want to be treated. Yes. And it comes back to, and I, I'm a little bit over self-love. Okay. The word, mm -hmm. not the not whole the idea yeah. of it. And yeah. I think to really make sure that people know what self-love mm. means. It's not babble baths. No. Self-love is setting your boundaries. Self-love is looking yourself in the mirror and be like, girl, person, boy, whoever, this is not how you want to be treated. And you know mm. what? I feel like when you get obsessed, what you can do right. is... Compare it to how your friends are treating you. My friends yes. are writing me lovely good morning messages. Right. My friends, my best friend, for example, she just like sends me things or like whenever I go to visit her, she's like, hey, I thought of you. I bought you this. Mm. You know, tiny little things or like when we go on vacation, even mm -hmm. when when I'm with friends and they're like, no, no, coffee's on me today. Yes. My friends yes. are Treat treating well. me like I'm a they fucking cake. They love you. <laughs> they love me. They love you. So when you get obsessed, look at how your friends treat you and then look at how that partner or that potential partner is treating you. And well, I think all of that, all of that I agree with. And I think that if if you really look at obsession, it's important that you try to understand for yourself, if you if you behave in an obsessive manner, understand the source because yes. everything has a source. And what people tend to do is they try to fix the symptoms. Yeah. And you need to fix the source. The, where does it come from? And a lot of it comes from many people are un, uncomfortable yeah. with healthy selfishness. We are, we are taught as children that if you do something selfish for yourself, that it's bad. So you, you start to become this person that just gives all of you for someone else. Everything yeah. is about someone else. Because and you nothing for that. yourself, right? Yeah. But actually, healthy selfishness is like alcohol, sex, anything. It's if it's used appropriately, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. If it's misused, it becomes dangerous. Yeah. But when you don't have any of that healthy selfishness and you now invest all of your time, effort, resources, energy into someone else and that becomes obsessive, you have nowhere to go. No, because, because you, you you don't have a point of reference from before. Right. Become, the validation only comes from outside sources. Right. And whenever you don't get it from the outside, right. you crave it. You so crave you it. try even harder. Yes. And let me tell you, yes. everyone who's listening, who's in this situation right now or has been, they will not love you more because you try no. harder. You shouldn't have to try harder. No, you should not. And if you are an obsessive person, 
and you are dating a narcissist, you're oh. stuffed. Oh my God. <laughs> Darling, you're stuffed more than a Christmas turkey. Because... <laughs> Because that is a recipe for a literally nuclear bomb because a narcissist will will eat that up alive and then you'll be the obsessive one and that relationship will never end. It will no. t- oh my goodness me. Um to recap this or basically to put a nice little bow on this whole episode. Okay. How do we know when we are obsessing over someone versus just being infatuated? Right. I think it's, it's an interesting one because infatuation is uh is very 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 um much linked to obviously the feelings and emotions yes. that people feel you know and infatuation yeah. can be cute and lovely but you have to be careful yes. <laughs> not to confuse it with love because it's not love it's infatuation <laughs> i think infatuation feels fun mm, yes obsession feels very very ugly yeah. It is consuming. It's tiring. It's waking you up at three o'clock in the morning. It's with you in your shower. It's with you when you're riding your bike. It is obsession can feel painful, actually. It can feel very, very, uh, you know, infatuation doesn't exhaust you. Infatuation yes. fills you with elation and joy. Yes. You want to tell everybody and, what, and you want to share it and you want to laugh and you want to, because it's fun, it's joyous. But obsession can actually be very serious. Yes. And that is how you know that there's a difference. Oh, it doesn't feel the same. Yes. And I also wrote down a couple, wait, let me check. Mm -hmm. I also wrote down like, if obsession is, to recap it, the constant looking for validation, waiting hours for a text, becoming anxious when they don't text you back at the the right time, like scrolling super fast. I mean, the scrolling thing can also be an infatuation thing. You want to know more about the person. But when it comes to a point where that person occupies your mind at every waking hour, that is not good. It's not good. It's not healthy for you. Not because you shouldn't be like wanting for a partner. It's not good because you're forgetting yourself. Completely. So what do we do when we realized we became obsessed and we're like, okay, but how do I snap back? How do I put myself into the middle of my life again? Because Mm -hmm. I had this with a client the other day. I was like, you're just like, you're not in the middle of your own life. Right. You may be standing there, but people are pulling you left and right. And mm-hmm. that's why you feel exhausted because you are spreading yourself too thin. There's mm-hmm. no place for you. What you or what we want to do, what we want to cultivate is you growing roots so that you're still standing tall in your own power. And right. even if people pull, you always will. You always sway. Right. But you never lose your footing. Right. So how do we do this when we realize Ah, that is not good. I, I think, may have become obsessed. Yeah, I think the, the easiest way and the most important way is to put boundaries in. You become obsessed because you've lost your boundaries. So what are boundaries that right. we can put in? Right. So some of the boundaries you need to put in is you need to put yourself first. You need to absolutely occupy that time for yourself. So you need to now diarize time for yourself. If it means you now have to introduce things that you didn't do for quite some time, cinema night with your friends, catching up with your friends, going to the salon, going to the library, going to the gym, yeah. being, creating um, playlists that you listen to in the gym so that you are, because words are very important. Music is really important. Oh it can God, sway yes. you into certain kind of things. Play, force yourself. You, I always believe if you want to achieve something, I learned this when I was in sports, you have to have three Ds. There needs to be a desire. There needs to be determination and there needs to be discipline. Yeah. And if you have those three working in alignment, you'll be just fine. So you have to implement discipline, which means you may have to put your phone on do not disturb while you're in that gym for the hour. So you're not going to hear that text coming through. You're not going to hear those emails. You It allows you to be okay with your own space and self. Get yourself also like your bossy friend. Yes. Or like get yourself your friend who's like absolutely like no bullshit. Get that person on the task of body doubling you. Yes. It's like when you go to the gym and you don't feel like you can put it on right. on airplane mode on do not disturb. Get yourself that bossy friend with you. Yes. She or he or they, they will remind you yes. not to look at that fucking phone. And don't get look at your, the phone. Yes. Why you look, let's admit, you're looking at the phone to see if they've checked your message. You're looking to see if they were, if they, when last were they were online. What did they see? <laughs> oh my God, they liked it. Oh yes. my goodness, they smiled. Oh, they put a post up. <laughs> this is the, the cycle. You're, yes. You have to have a promise and a commitment to yourself to break that cycle. Yeah. It is not easy, no. but you have to be willing to do it. Especially if you've been if you've been used to it. Right. If you've been used to it, if you have been practicing this time, uh, this type of, yeah, forgetting yourself. 
Right. If you have been used to that, also, if this is your trauma, mm -hmm. then like, first of all, if you haven't been to therapy, and I know getting therapy yes. spots is super, super, yes. it, it's not easy to get. But like, the first thing is, identify what it triggers in your mind right now. When okay. that person isn't texting back, what is the emotion? What is the emotion? What is the emotion that comes up? Is it fear? Right. Okay, cool. So now we know that. And right. I did this as a, as a tool in one of the other episodes where it's like, we intellectualize it. Right. And then we're no longer like, we let our our ideas, our thoughts mm -hmm. be filled by stories that will make it more heavy and more intense. And will it yes. will absolutely convince us that we need that person to respond. Otherwise, we're not safe. So mm -hmm. when you feel like, oh, that person isn't texting me back, I feel fear. Right. It's like, okay, right. first of all, where am I right now? Where are my feet? Yes. Are you where your feet are? Because where your feet are right now, are you in danger? Right. No, you're not. And keep asking why. I feel fear. Why? Because I think this. Why? Because keep asking yourself that and you will start to get to the core yes. of what it is. And this is why the obsession continues because people are treating the symptoms. They're putting bandages. They're not yes. tearing that plaster off and dealing with the rotten core that's there yes. because the obsession was there long before you met this person. Exactly. That obsession was is, with the last part. Right. <laughs> The and obsession is not because of the person. It's 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 been in you, and, and you also, need to deal with that. I'm gonna raise you one because I am, and I haven't done this in a long time. I haven't journaled in a long time, but right. I am so convinced okay. that journaling yes. it down is one of the most potent ways to get out of your obsession because yes. your head, you might think, but I thought it through. Like I have, <laughs> I have solved it in my head. No, honey, you didn't. No. You didn't because your head is so much smarter. You have taught it. Your head right. is, your mind has learned. Yes. Your, your, basically your inner critic has learned the way you deal with certain emotions. 100%. Write it down. Write down all the things you said. Like, why am I, why yes. am I feeling this way? Yes. Why this? Why this? What is? Write all of them down. Yes. Write down all the what ifs as well. Absolutely. What if that person doesn't text me? So what if? What yes. happens then? What's go to the worst case scenario and then go beyond it because we always think towards the worst case scenario yes. and that's what keeps, and then the stories come in and then right. we tell ourselves, yeah, if that person doesn't text me back, I will be alone forever. I will never make my parents <laughs> proud. The wedding is off. The wedding that is yeah, not that even on the horizon mind. because of the crush. Yes, yes. Um, but basically, you write it down and then go beyond the worst case. What happens after? What right. happens after that person dumps you and you're going to be alone forever? Well, exactly. Are you going to be alone forever? Right. What do you have in your life now? Most people will say, no, then I'm just going to spend time with my friends. So like, oh, there's something beyond. Beyond. And, and there's something that before you met this person. Yes. And the reason why I always encourage people to journal is because that is the action. Yes. You, you, you know, the thoughts, the emotions, the feelings, and then the action if you process it in your mind and you don't journal, then it just sits there. there. By journaling, that becomes action. You're yes. doing something about it. Yes. That's why it is so important to journal. Uh. Yes. And you and you just start. Just start writing with anything. Today, I feel, at this moment, I feel, and just go with it. Just yeah. go with it. And yeah, don't don't judge it. No. Just like, just rant. And it's if yours. You want to rant, it's just yours. put it down. You can burn it afterwards. Yes. You can keep it. But just like, Get it's it yours. out there. It's your it's exactly. Yours. Yes. And that's why it also is in your power to get out of this obsession spiral. Right. To get out of it. And with every and you know what? I realized that I was blaming myself so much afterwards where I was like, I got into the same thing again. Okay. Elena, what did you do? <laughs> you, should have, cycle. you should have known better. But then mm. like that doesn't work. No. In that case, when you realized you got into obsessive spiral again. Be kind to yourself. Yes. Tell yourself. I do the words on hey. my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I realized it. Yes. That is the first step. Yes. You realizing that you have been in another obsessive spiral in this pattern. Right. That is a step in the right direction. And just imagine like how long it took you to take on mm. these patterns. Yes. Years and years and years. But yes. yet we think we can fix it well, with like one coaching session. Right. The amount of people who think that, that healing is like, they, they get discouraged after a couple of months. Mm. How do you think you're going to solve what you have been basically indoctrinated with? Yes. We have to use that word at this point. Yes. But like your whole life. Right. Because none of our parents went to therapy. No. Um, <laughs> no. I say none, but like, I know it's yeah. a generalization, but like, 
That most of, most, them didn't. most of the generation prior to us did not. Exactly. And so why do you think there there's no magic pill? No. There and is you not. will make these mistakes again. But here's the kicker and here's the good thing about it. Right. You always learn from mistakes. Yes. You would not have a character development yes. if you were always taking W's. Exactly. You have to take. I'm yes. getting with the lingo of Gen Z here. Yes, you have yes. to take some L's sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. But that's the thing. It's ne- like most of the things that I've learned, they did not come from wins. They came right. from things that I went through that were horrible, that were yes. not nice. And it's circumstances. Yeah. It is not your identity. It is, is you know, this. Yes. It is. It is. Being able to understand your circumstance and make the best of it and think to yourself, if I'm obsessed, if I'm behaving obsessed, do I really think that I'm going to stay in this with this person? Do I really think, how are you going to sustain being obsessed for the next 20, 30, 40 years? Are you kidding me? If it's hard (laughs) to begin with, don't think it's going to get easier once you're in a relationship with that person. No way. No way. It's a lot. And that my very first coach told me this one affirmation mm-hmm. it's supposed to be easy right it's allowed to be easy it's allowed to be and easy. that's the thing and that's when you know you have you're being given a cake bag right yeah and, not and, just and, fucking and crumbs. exactly it's and don't sit there anticipating and waiting and doing mm-hmm. stupid things it's 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 you know my my mind always i was conditioned in a way where it has to be messy first before yeah. it can be beautiful yeah if you see a beautiful cake Prior to that cake being so beautiful, it's full of mess. It's flour, it's eggs, it's bit, it's all sorts going on, right? Yeah. Anything that 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 is beautiful comes from a place of laboring for it and work, yeah. right? So when it does become easy, that's the enjoyment part. Yeah, obsession is hard. Obsession stuff. is fucking hard. It's wild. And if you both person keeping with the with the cake uh, analogy, yeah. if both people dealt with the mess first, right? And then get together. Have you have cake. two cakes. Two gorgeous cakes. And two ga- cakes is better than yeah, one cake. Two gorgeous cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine just like us burying yeah. ourselves in the cake the metaphor. Cake. Yeah. That's, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. On to stay on tuned. the next episode. <laughs> How cake relates to. <laughs> right. Oh rising flower. World issues. <laughs> I love it's it. It's true. It's oh. true. But no, but that I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's. And we all know obsessive people. And I think we, yeah. Probably all of they, us. They need some serious help. Before. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Camille, any last words for our topic? Do you know, I think the last words I would just say is that when, it, if anyone, whoever listens to this, I just hope that they can understand, or if they, if they themselves are in obsessive behavior or they know some of it is, I hope that they understand that at the core of obsessive behavior is the lack of something. And, and your job is to go back and find what it is that is missing in your life and be just to yourself. That's what you're meant. That's your work. And then obsession will be something of the past. Mm. That's what I, that's what I hope that whoever's listening to this, that they can find nothing out. left to add. <laughs> ah, that was beautiful. Yeah. Camille, before right. we wrap up the episode, okay. I always ask my guests. Hmm. what they are asking for a friend. So Camille, what are you asking for a friend right now? <laughs> I'm actually, I'm asking for a friend. What are your thoughts on silent quitting? Ooh. Because I'll tell you, the reason I'm asking that question is because it's become this big popular thing now with corporations and, and employees silent quitting, right? And however, I think people have been silent quitting in different parts of their life for many years and we never called it that. Like, think about like when a relationship ends. Oh, I just wanted to say, I was like, elaborate, please. Right? <laughs> think about like when a relationship ends. Yeah. No one just wakes up in the morning and ends a relationship. You know there what? There is oh, an you know element what, of silent quitting Yeah, you before. know what though? Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Women do it more than men. Women, mm-hmm. for them, it's gradual. Right. But if a lot of men are stunted by when, when women suddenly say like, I want to end the relationship. Yes. And I was like, mm, she didn't decide that no. on that day. Nope. Yeah, there was like yep. months, yep. months, because we are also fixers. Like yes. we want to make it work, but right. Yeah. But but here's but, the other part. Yeah, men equally do, but we just voice it differently. True. It is in the minds. That's yeah. why I always say men are more emotional than women because they keep it inside so much because they never let it out that there's so much in there that's never come out. Yeah. But people silent quit in relationships. They silent quit 
in things that they're working towards, in projects. They've been doing it for many, many years. But it just seems like in current contexts, people speak about silent quitting from a career, professional, corporate sort of thing. But actually, there is silent quitting that happens in personal things all the time. So it would be interesting to see what people think about that. Come asking that for a friend. I will put that on my story. (laughs) And please, to everyone who is listening, if you're listening to this after this podcast come out, but if you're listening to it now when the podcast is coming out, please hop to the story and tell us what you think about it. We love to hear from you. First of all, thank you, Camille, for being my wonderful guest today. This was incredible. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I love doing these in person as well. Yes. Yes. Because it's, it's always like, of course, I cannot always do this. Right. Because as much as I would love to hop like between the States and New Zealand and Australia and the UK and Germany and Portugal, wherever yes. my guests sit. Yes. Um, that would be a full time job. Right. Altogether. But it's so nice to just like be in one room. Yeah, I it's agree. It's so cool. I, 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 when, when we had that conversation around doing this, and of course, I was in Canada at the time. I and know. You're, you're in Europe. I thought, you know, I'm so glad that we agreed. Let's do it here. Let's face yes. to face. Also, it was a good excuse for me to come back to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to miss out on that. Right? <laughs> no, but thank you so much. That You're was so, so wonderful. So welcome. You guys, now it's up to you. What are you asking for, friend? What are the questions that you're sometimes a little bit too afraid to ask? So let us talk about it. Me and my guests love to talk about these topics. And as you can see with every episode, maybe sometimes we don't answer it. Maybe sometimes we do. And um, there's always something that comes around through those conversations. So that's really nice. I'm your host, Elena. You can find me at Elena Megan on Instagram and also my website, Space. In a minus space minus coaching.com. Wow, that was a handful. Um, and also you can find on Spotify the question box below. So let us know what are you are asking for a friend or how you found this episode. Also, I forgot before I do the rest of the, uh, uh, the moderation at the end. Wow. Camille, yes. where can everyone find you? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> this, is like, this is like this getting more unhinged with oh, every episode. God. Okay, let's see. Uh, right. Okay. So they can, they can, if they email me, they can email me at Camille at Elimac Leadership dot com and that's Ellie Mac is Camille spelled backwards so, yes so Camille so at Ellie Mac leadership dot com uh, on Instagram I'm Camille uh, Anthony John everything and will of course, be put I'm on LinkedIn as well too so, oh my yeah. god of course guys I never <laughs> I've never advertised my LinkedIn here maybe I should do it's like guys just like <laughs> may, let's make this the new WhatsApp no WhatsApp let's make this the new Instagram <laughs> but um, I yes. will put everything in the show notes as always so people can find that you um. You guys, thank you so much for being part, like listening to this podcast today. I see you next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.